Right, lads, welcome back to the final whistle. Uh, it's been a few weeks, uh, more than a few weeks since the restart. Um, we haven't done much prep tonight uh, because we've been off for so long. So uh, uh, Josh is host tonight and it's just myself and um, Malsey. Uh, everyone else is... Billy's in Somerset, Calvin didn't reply. Um, <laughs> Lewis, don't know where he is. Ben was putting the kids to bed and has died. Um, and yeah, just us three tonight. So Josh, uh, I hand over to you, mate, for the host. Thank you, mate. Thank you, mate. Three amigos it is. Um, yeah, Kels is right. We've not really done much prep tonight and we haven't done a pod for, what, two weeks now? Um, it's just football coming back and grassroots football coming back has made calendars a bit busier than we anticipate. We've gone from doing nothing to struggling to find the time in the evenings of everything that's going on. So uh, we had a few people at football training, didn't we, Kels? Ask us when, when and where the next podcast is coming from. So uh, is, uh, we decided to do one on a Friday evening. Which is a good sign. People still remember us. That's it. That's it. Yeah, we haven't just uh, we haven't phased away into to nothingness. We've actually got people demanding more. So um thought we'd just do a bit of a chit-chat around, obviously, the the three weeks or so football's been back, what's happened in those three weeks and uh, discuss what's going to happen in the in the final, what is it, week, final week of football now. This time next week, we'll, we'll be approaching the final weekend. So, um, well, well, Premier League anyway, obviously you've still got the FA Cup and Champions League coming in August, which will be interesting. But uh, yeah, in terms of domestic league football, there's been a few changes in the last three weeks. So I thought I would... Uh, just do a bit of a chit chat about it. Nothing too strong. Nothing. Too, nothing too strong. No. Nothing too long. And uh, see how it goes. But uh, first things first. Kells, Brentford. Mm. In your hands, mate. Yeah, mate. Well in two hands. Yeah, that's it, mate. That's it. You just like. And as I was saying to you before the pod, there's only a, a few teams that have got a hundred percent record since coming back. Your boys are one of them. So how, how confident are you feeling that you can get the six points in your next two games and finish second? Look at that um, grin. Look how grin on your face I'm, uh, about that. I'm confident now, Huddersfield won. Um, it was pretty much, we, we just had to keep winning, really, since the restart, which we did. We've won, we've won all, of the, all of our games since the restart. Um, you can't not be confident, really. But um, we've got a free shot tomorrow. It's a free fucking hit at Stoke and the whole league, really. Like um, We've got... I mean, I probably am going to say we've got nothing to lose because I wouldn't be disappointed with the playoffs. But um, a draw will put us in to second on goal difference. But a win will, um, well, a win will be better, you know, like going into Barnsley mm-hmm. on the last day. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah, uh, then it is fully, uh, then it is fully in our hands, really, you know. Okay. Yeah, it is. And uh, who, so you've got Stoke next, and who is it on the final day? Barnsley, who will probably, I'm confident, they may well be relegated after this weekend. So, wow, uh, so like perfect opposition on the final day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely free. Excellent stuff. So fingers crossed, we see you in the uh, in the Premier League next season. Uh, let's hi- let's let's speak hypothetically here. Football comes back next next season. Fans are allowed back in the stadium. You, you know, you're going to be going on your away days following Brentford around the country. Who you, what, what stadium are you most looking forward to going to? Uh, uh, I mean, I've always been a fan of Old Trafford. I uh, don't know why. Uh, might might Goodis- be because you played there, mate. You love it. Goodison, probably. Um, I like, you know, I like them sort of um, tight-knit stadiums. Uh, Liverpool, uh, obviously. Um, Tottenham definitely um, because um, they've got the biggest bar in Europe um, I think, it's it's, big I as think well. it stretches around the away end as well I think so. it's 147 metres long I think um, City I quite like their stadium uh, well, are you just going to sit there are you just going to sit there and name all the stadiums in the Premier League or are you just that excited yeah <laughs> <laughs> to be fair if I was in your shoes I'd really look forward to going to the Spurs stadium because everyone raves about it it's obviously the state of the art um, stadium it's the, you know everyone that's been there said it's, it's one of if not the best in the world um, with everything that it's got so I'd be I'd be really looking forward to going there myself if I was uh, if I was going to an away day Miles you've been mate what do you, obviously you're biased but what is your honest opinion on the Spurs stadium 
so I think I don't know, Kels, did you ever go to White Hart Lane? No, mate. You hadn't, been. all right. But you like the obviously the, the sort of tight stadiums where it feels like the fans are breathing on the players' neck, stuff like that, right? So the old White Hart Lane was exactly like that. It was a thirty fix thirty six thousand seat stadium where everyone was breathing on each other's necks and it was it, it was a great atmosphere there. And um at the new place, it feels like White Hart Lane just on steroids. Like it's obviously a sixty-two thousand seats, but they've tried to keep it. I think like the closest fans are to the thing is like five meters away from the pitch or something like that, which is one of the closest in the Premier League. Um, and it's just nuts. Like everything, they thought of absolutely everything. Like it's it's really good. Like and you know, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to get getting back in there this season. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon? Uh, do you reckon you see? Do you two reckon we'll have fans in the stadium next season? I've seen a few reports. Some are saying they're going to do like ten percent, twenty percent, thirty percent. They're capping it at forty percent. But what do you think, time time scale wise? What do you reckon the Premier League are going to look to do? Well, um, all, well not, not only the Premier League, all leagues across the globe. Uh, definitely, I, I think it's a good idea to filter it. Definitely. Um, I reckon you should just go up the percentages, you know, 10, 20, and then maybe jump from 20 to maybe 40, keep it at 40 for a bit. And then you can have 50 and then keep it at 50 maybe till the end of next season. And then the season afterwards, hopefully, maybe the vaccine will be, you know, with us and, you know, it'd be a lot safer too. If you do contract it, then you've got a vaccine there for you. So. Um, hmm. I reckon it's a couple of seasons until full stadiums, but you never know, really. I think Boris came out today and it was all positive. So, um, yeah, it's good. It's a, it's a step in the right direction because I want to be in the stadium. The Premier League. Yeah. And you've got a new stadium as well, haven't you? That's going to be, is that, is that going to be ready to go for the, uh, start of the start of the new football season or are you going to do a Spurs and delay it by 19 months? Nah, it's all, it's all built, mate. All built. Oh, lovely stuff, lovely stuff. And uh, in comparison to the Spurs Stadium, what's yours going to be like, do you reckon? Uh, close to the pitch. Yeah. Uh, just 17,500, really. Like, it's not big, but it's big for us, if you know what I mean. Um, what's, the, what's the upscale? What is it, what is it currently at Griffin Park? Uh, it's 11,500, so 11,000 home fans and then obviously your away support. So Okay. Okay. So it's probably about the, the current one's about the same size as Bournemouth Stadium. The vitality is only like twelve thousand, I think. Yeah, vitality yeah. is tiny. Bournemouth are bigger than us stadium, but um, yeah, um, it can be expanded to twenty five thousand as well, which is probably yeah, nice. a lot, uh, a lot more, a more of a familiar capacity to football fans. But seventy and a half thousand, like you know, it's done purposely to. Um, you know, for the for expansion reasons, you know, we didn't mm-hmm. want to we didn't want to go too helter skelter and you know not be able to fill it. For that's the, that's an important thing, you know. Like we need to be able to be filling it next season, which um, whatever league we're in, I'm confident we'll we'll definitely do. Especially if it's the Prem, mate. We'll have all the everyone will be going, yeah. All the yeah. slideaways from Chelsea and Arsenal, Tottenham, and all mm-hmm. them. <laughs> yeah, but and then Kel's going back to the uh, kind of slowly filtering people into the stadiums. Obviously, you're a season ticket holder, have been for God knows how many years. How do you think they're going to do it? Let's say, for example, only forty percent of season ticket holders can go to games. How do, how how can they do that fairly? How can people get prioritised over others, or are they going to split it so like those forty percent get to attend the same amount of games? Might just be a case of half can go one week. The next half can go the other week. It might just be a first come, first serve. It might be a points thing. Um, you know, they might look at how many years you've been a season ticket holder. I don't know. Like, there's loads of ways you can look at it, but I think I don't think general sale will be there. I think it will just be season ticket holders. Just easier, yeah. isn't it? You get a, yeah. you, you get a, a better gauge on how many fans you'll have there than supposed to having like your general sale like everyone has so I don't know mm. excellent stuff so obviously we've touched upon Brentford and their, the fact that their fate is in their own hands and uh, good luck <laughs> to the bees. hopefully <laughs> see you within in the Premier League next season I'm rooting for you mate um, wow. 100%, 100%. I'm fucking yeah I'm 
I didn't even watch the Huddersfield game, but you know, it's a good game I, actually. I, I mean, I would have taken a draw. I was, I'm totally pessimistic to this season when it started. I am every season, but um, the longer it went on, um, yeah, I can kind of dream a little bit now. It's fucking you weird. You can, mate. You can, absolutely. And uh, I think West Brom shouldn't be allowed promotion based on the fact that they're awake. It is just disgusting. It's the worst I've ever seen. It's horrendous, but um, there's enough of that. So, yeah, obviously Leeds got confirmed promotion today, boys. That's yeah. that's massive, really, because they are a huge club. Yeah. And they haven't that been in the Premier League well. for many, many years. Yeah. And uh, Congratulations to Leeds United. I don't know if there are any Leeds fans listening, but we should uh, cover that off. <laughs> Do I know any Leeds fans? Yeah, Dan's mate Ben Ross is the Leeds fan, so I can imagine he's having a party for one at home tonight. Um, but My uncle's a Leeds fan as well. Yeah. I, I, that's I text We'll be able to go to Spurs Leeds for the first time in 16 years. Yeah, and that's huge for them, you know. But I can see Leeds doing what like Fulham and that lot did, spending a stupid amount of money and just bringing in a load of players and just cocking it up. I, I'm not sure. I think they need to. Obviously, as a, you know, as a promoted club, you will always look to to, to strengthen in in some areas, right? And of course. Well, Norwich hardly strengthened this summer, and they were never really in the running. To, yeah. yeah, they've you know they've got pumped every week. You know, and I think you know, but then he's saying you know Villa have spent 120 million, and they could go down. Mm. Um, well, Fulham did it. Was it Fulham did it? Like, was it last season? Fulham did it. Yeah, yeah that was mad. Uh, they spent of money. Yeah, and you know it's it's a it's a risky run bringing in so many new faces. You kind of just, as you said, need to improve on some areas, but without overdoing it. Because by overdoing it, you basically just ruin the flow of the team. Um, what do you reckon, Brentford? What about you, well, Kells? Brentford, if they get promoted, do you reckon you're going to spend a lot of money or do you think you'll be intelligent and uh, invest in the right areas just to build on what you've already got? Um, yeah, I, I, I don't see us spending, you know, millions. Um, we'll, we'll certainly have a lot more than we've ever had as a club, but we, we were spending a lot more than we have Ever this season, you know, Pontus Janssen came in for I think four and a half million. Um, you know, players are on more bigger contracts, so that's another different thing for us this season in terms of you know what we're paying players and what we're what we're spending as well. So the only big figures you ever really saw was what our players were linked with going out the door. You know, like Ben Rama, twenty-five and a half mil. Watkins has got a twenty million release clause and. You know, is it twenty million? Is it? Yeah, I read it the other day. I didn't really, I didn't even know it was included. But he's recently signed a new deal, and it must have got popped in there because there was loads of interest. You know, sign a new deal, but here's a release clause, so people have to pay, pay it kind of thing. So I see us probably, you know, again in the right areas, but maybe like five new players. I don't know, like you know, not, not loads. I want us to get overhauled and see play, players that have been and around it for a while now and we, we have a style of play. I don't want to see people get bombed out for a Spanish player that is going to get shat on in the Premier League. So, I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. I think we've, uh, Leeds have got Bielsa as well, right? Obviously, Bielsa's been around for years. You know? like he is, and He's a serious manager. He knows his stuff. I think... It, when he got caught out on, what was it, Spygate, and then does like a two-hour press conference with a presentation on all of the information that he gathered on Derby from his spy. Like, so you know, he's, he's a smart dude. I mean, he, you know, he found Poch um, as a player, and Poch is definitely a disciple of Bielsa. Um, and I think the style that he wants to play is very progressive, and it is, you know, it's a lot better than a lot of the the lower down teams in the Premier League at the moment, put it that way. Um, you know, they, they definitely know what they're doing. And um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see them back. And obviously, you know, they'll have a big old rivalry with United again because they obviously hate each other. So that'll be interesting. I do think with Leeds coming up, Liverpool could lose James Milner though. He's a Leeds boy, isn't he? And uh, I think the opportunity to play for his boyhood club in the Premier League could be... Uh, Quite tempting, especially as he's effectively completed football with Liverpool as well. Like, 
you win you win the Premier League with Liverpool. You've you've completed like football from a Liverpool perspective, really. And obviously, winning the Champions League last season is something that he wanted to win in his career because he hadn't done it yet. So, like, I can see him going there, doing a season in the Premier League. If they go down, he'll probably hang his boots up and join Klopp's backroom staff. But if he does it, if they don't go down, he probably he could do two seasons. I mean, the guy could probably do ten seasons. He's a freak of nature. He just seems to be forever fit. Um, but yeah, it'd be a shame to see him go. But um, I wouldn't hold any grudges if he did go because it's his boy club at the end of the day. And uh, I've said it for a while actually. Um, I remember talking to you about Malzi a few months back. You know, when I was mm-hmm. flexing over the idea of signing Timo Werner, but uh, that didn't happen either. Um, and I was just saying that. Milner could, Milner could go Werner comes in takes the number seven it looks like the only part of that that's going to come true is obviously Milner going to fucking lead <laughs> yeah I, it's uh, you know I, did, I to be honest right I, I getting on to, to, to Liverpool there's obviously a nice sort of segment into that like it's going to be interesting now obviously you know since you've since you won the league you took the, the foot off the pedal massively oh, mate, we're, going, so we're going in reverse <laughs> Like you know, and, lost to and, Arsenal. We don't get any worse than losing to Arsenal. Yeah, and like, and that's you know, Arteta learned I was part of the bus from Jose the weekend before. So <laughs> um, you know, it's uh, it's all swings and roundabouts. But it's going to be interesting to see who goes from Liverpool. Obviously, that you know, there's talk that you've green lit a deal for Thiago Alcantara, um, who I think is an absolute caller, and I think he's brilliant. Um, but it is there is going to be some reshuffling done, I think. And you know, you didn't really bring anyone in this year. I don't think you brought in anyone this year. Or no, Minamino we, we, was we, the only person. Yeah, we it? brought Minamino in January. Um, but then we also brought in Sepp van der Berg, or whatever his name is, in the in the summer, who was only like four million. He, he went into our under twenty three setup. So, so Minamino is yeah. a senior player, right? Like, so you've done obviously exceptionally well. Um, it, it's now about how. You know, how do you build on it? And more importantly, how do you now start competing on multiple fronts? Because that's in the next stage, really, in my opinion. Um, and not all the truly, truly great teams are ones that can handle the pressures of the Premier League, but also, you know, have a deep cup run, perhaps win the League Cup or FA Cup, and, and obviously be, be in and around it in the Champions League. Now, obviously, you've got experience of being in and around it in the Champions League. But I think it was quite obvious that Klopp did just drop tools on, on the, the domestics purely to focus on the league. And, and that's really shown now. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting yeah. to see what you guys do. I, uh, I agree to a certain extent. I think with the... Um... I think it was Carabao Cup when we got battered by Villa 5-0 playing the kids. I think that Klopp was put in a position whereby he had to choose Club World Cup or Carabao Cup. And I, I think every Liverpool fan out there was like, Club World Cup, 100%. And I know Tom Foster gives me shit because apparently I didn't know it existed before Liverpool were in it. But like, I I myself wanted the Club World Cup. I'm not fussed by that. Like, Carabao Cup is a nice trophy to win. Don't get me wrong, it's a nice trophy to win. But the best thing for the Carabao Cup, in my opinion is to run it so that there's no European football teams in it. And what I mean by that is the teams that qualify for Champions League and Europa League don't play in the Carabao Cup, so it gives the lesser teams, the lesser teams, I say that in a nice way. Like Arsenal, the who are in Europe. Exactly, yeah, so exactly. It gives, it gives Arsenal a chance to win a trophy next season. And I think that that's the best thing to do with the Carabao Cup, if you want my honest opinion. Uh, FA Cup, it was... Um, it was just a case that we played the kids against Everton, did really well. We played a very young team against Arsenal, drew five all and won on penalties. That was a um, game. Who knocked, us that. The FA, who knocked us out of the FA Cup? Uh, Chelsea. Chelsea yeah. yeah, and you know, we just played a Chelsea side who, again, they played a couple of um, young players. They had Billy Gilmore playing. Um, it was just a case of they, with two slightly weakened teams, they got the better of us. I don't think it was a case of Klopp not taking the FA Cup seriously. I think that he was doing what, because Wenger used to do it back in the day when Arsenal were the top dogs. The youngsters used to get a good run out in the Cups. Um, mm. And they used to do really well. Um, and I think I speak for all Liverpool fans when I say that the FA Cup and Carabao Cup only comes of interest if the Premier League or Champions League doesn't look, look achievable. And right now, every season, we should be looking to get into the final of the Champions League. We should be in the top two of the Premier League running it. And, um, yeah, I I get what you're saying that, you know, we've we've won the league, we've won the Champions League, we now need to do, you know, multiple cups in one season. I agree, but to be honest, if you, if you tell me next season that we're going to get to the final of the Champions League, well, if we're going to get, like, if we win the Champions League, finish second in the league, I'm okay with that. 
if you tell me we're going to go out in the you know round of 16 in the Champions League and put in the Premier League again I'm okay with that like we've gone from winning nothing since 2012 to in the space of a year winning four trophies and I think we lost mm. the community shield which is like it's nice to win it but it's not a major trophy but like I wanted to win it like put me in the final of course I want to win it um, but I think but in order to do that we do need to invest slightly and you mentioned there we're heavily linked with Thiago at the moment and um, fantastic player but to me the deal don't make sense it's, it, it, like he's a fantastic player and he's world class but I just look at the team we've got at the moment and I'm just like that's not where we need investment like we need a we need a centre forward to get goals, or we need a backup to Andy Robertson at left back. They're they're the, they're the two areas that scream for Liverpool to invest in. in yeah, I think you definitely depth. need and, a striker. You need a yeah, uh, sorry, just sold goals. You know. Oh, sorry, sorry coach, jump straight in there, mate. Sorry, yes, yeah, so I think he's a direct replacement for Keita. I'd I don't agree think Keita's going anywhere. If I'm going, I, I, he's a similar player, but I don't think Keita's going anywhere. Keita, since returning to the restart. Every time he's played, he's been fantastic. He might like, have to his maybe, maybe, and you know the thing with Naby Keita is he's proven he's 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 unreliable from a fitness perspective. But that looks like that's part. Uh, he's managed. He's coped with this. Fabinho's aging as well. Is he? I think he's well. I'm gonna have a look at that. 2027. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Milner plays in there as well. So, yeah. Well, there's rumours that Gina Wijnaldum's going to go. So if Genie leaves, I understand why we're why we're bringing in Thiago because it's another midfielder to replace a midfielder that's going. But at the moment, wouldn't that make sense? There's a lot of noise about Thiago, but I'm looking at it like Bobby's not had a great, not had the best season of his of his Liverpool career, right? He's still done okay, but he's not had the best season. But he, we need, we just need someone that can cut. If any of the front three are out, we need someone to be able to jump into that front three and then not to be that much of a drop in quality. Now, I really respect what Origi's done. He's been fantastic, scored some really important goals, but matter of the fact is he's not good enough. Minamino looks okay, but again, just isn't good. It hasn't shown me something quite good enough. Of course he does. Since January, isn't he? Of course he does. He does need time. But what I'm saying is that whenever one of our front three is out, there's a sheer drop in quality and it's really noticeable. So we need someone. Yeah. And that was why I was screaming for Werner because I was like, he can play on the left-hand side. He can play directly down the middle. We could even change it to a 4-2-3-1, have uh, Firmino as that creative number 10, but it didn't happen. But I'm looking at the market now and I'm like, there's no one really out there that fits the mould that we need. You know, someone who can play across the front three. Obviously, you've got Jaden Sancho over here, be well expensive. We've got Kylian Mbappe, but there's no way we're going to get him with the current climate of, you know, and the fact that his wages are probably like 400 grand. We don't pay anyone more than 200. And I'm thinking, who else is out there that is of the elite category that could come in and be happy to know that they're fighting for a place in the front three. They're not walking into the front three. They're mm-hmm. fighting for a place, but also be really good. And I'm just like, there's not that many candidates. But for me, we need a, we need someone to to come into that front three or we need backup for left back. Don't get me wrong, I'm not going to turn my nose off if you sign Thiago, fantastic player. But I'm like, we didn't part with the cash for Werner. So why are we willing to part? Like, We're playing hardball with Thiago. We're only willing to pay up to 25 million because he's got a year left on his deal. But Bayern Munich want 40 million. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see, time will tell. But uh, yeah, this is my first podcast on as um, Liverpool being champions. Um, it's been an interesting two weeks, to say the least. We've gone from champions to playing like absolute uh, uh, relegation candidates. Yeah, pretty much we've been <laughs> fucking toilet. Like, we were, I, I, I would say we were always going to get battered by City because our players have been out on the lash and you know, they, really just, they just didn't care. And City obviously are going to be annoyed that we've won the league and just wanted to, add, wanted to prove a point. I said to you, Marty, we we're going to lose about 7 0. I'm glad it was only four because at one point, 7 0 looked on. Um, but then we then, we then played, um, we, won, like, we won the game after that, not in the greatest of fashions, but it was a, it was, it was a very meh performance. But then since then, we've drawn with Burnley. Nick Pope had the game of his life and then obviously we lost to Arsenal, Van Dijk making a mistake and then Alisson making a mistake. It's just completely out of character. But truthfully, I'm not concerned. I know that when Liverpool are focused, we're ruthless, you know, lost to Real Madrid in the Champions League next season, went all the way, won it. This last season, missed out on the Premier League by a point this season, went away, won it. We have this mentality to overcome um, setbacks. 
setbacks. Setback, so yeah. I think that when the season starts again, the focus will be back and we'll be raring to go. And it wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see us win the league again next season, but it does really depend on what level of it's, investment Man City do because they're the ones to watch. If they go out and spend it's gonna be interesting, 100, 50 million on some world-class players, you know, they, they need a centre-forward to replace Aguero because... Aguero's class but he's injury prone so he needs they need someone they can rely on week in week out Gabriel Jesus isn't good enough um, Sterling you've got to start looking at year, like so. you've got I mean the next year is going to be intriguing because like, yeah, the last you know the last, last season obviously it was City and Liverpool and you know they were sort of streets ahead and then you know people have had poor seasons this year Liverpool have obviously maintained that level of quality albeit I actually think you've probably been slightly less good this year than you were last year in terms of the I'd football agree. you've well if you think mate last season we won the Champions League and got 97 points yeah, this season mental, we're going to finish right? on maximum of 99 but we're out of the Champions League in the round of 16 so, yeah, and if but you got to now look at obviously United have been the form team since since the return, and I've you know there's absolutely no question in that Fernandez has come in and made a real difference to to that squad. Um, Rashford yep. looks like he's matured a lot as a player. Um, you know, Martial is is having a brilliant season. Um, obviously, Pogba's kind of coming back. Pogba, you know, he, he turns up when he wants to turn up, and I think that will always be the case. Um, you know, I think if United are bringing in another centre back and bringing in perhaps a, um, you know, a, a proper left back, uh, then you know they they'll be a, a much better force. You know, Chelsea have brought in Werner, Chelsea have brought in Ziyech. I think they probably need a goal, new goalkeeper, and perhaps you know another left back to replace Alonso. And you know, maybe they need a centre back. Centre -back. Well, they need yeah. a centre back. I can see him getting Koulibaly. Koulibaly's got Chelsea written all over him, in my opinion. It's the yeah. perfect Chelsea signing. He's 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 at that level already. He's quality. He can walk into the back four. He's in his prime. I think he's I think he's he's the best player for them. If they get champ, if Leicester fail to get Champions League, I can see Chilwell there. And then you've got again Chelsea could be contenders if if Frank Lampard can get them playing really well week in and week out. Kels, do you agree? Um, I think all of the, all of the top top four and six have to strengthen most notably um, Tottenham. Uh, we certainly uh, don't. We've got a long way to go. I haven't been too impressed with with them personally. Chelsea have already started. Um, been really impressed with United. I mean, that's 18 unbeaten now. Um, I agree with Rashford. Rashford's really uh, matured, but I mean, Bruno Fernandez is just. I think he's. That's another assist for him last night as well. Um, yeah. He's played, and that was a bad game. Like everyone said, he he didn't play outrageously well and still got an assist you know so like I think when you're still influencing the game despite the fact that you're not having what people would consider a good game means you know you, you know a bad day for you is assisting someone with I think um, Chelsea need to do it defensively definitely I think you know, obviously Rodgers came out today and said Chilwell's not for sale yeah. um, everyone has a price though didn't they yeah, so, I mean, he, said, yeah. he definitely said the same about Suarez just yeah, Bale wasn't for sale either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think if you're a top six fan, you're not happy with your squad at all at the moment. I mean, there's areas that you, you you're you're thinking, yeah, if we can get maybe players in and around that. Um, but I'd, I'd like I've I've always said I've always said that I'd like the traditional top six or fours to really really go for it and spend some money. You know, Tottenham don't do it enough, but I think you need you're gonna to have to because you, mm -hmm. you you're in particular danger of potentially getting left behind quicker than you think. I get I completely agree with that, right? But the thing with Spurs is these problems aren't new. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like, this is what I'm saying. Exactly. So we've known that we've needed a a decent backup striker for Kane for probably three seasons. We had Lorente come in, had the fucking season of his life in the Champions League, absolutely dominates the lift over two legs. <laughs> makes them look silly but then does very little for the rest of the thing you know like we we haven't replaced the problem with Spurs is we haven't replaced players you know we haven't replaced Dembele like that shows you how much we sorely miss him like what a fucking player Moussa Dembele was um, we haven't got a CDM we haven't replaced Wanyama Wanyama when he was fit was unbelievable we haven't really replaced Carl Walker you know um, well, you don't think Sergio is good enough Listen, I, I Sergio right? Physically, I tell you what, I tell you, we'll unbelievable. Give it, I, 
his brother has obviously gone through that t- that horrid time. I don't think this is the week to probably slate Sergio Rio. No, <laughs> I think we should I, give him the yeah, week off. Thoughts, thoughts to, to, to Sergio Rio family, obviously, if, in case he is listening. I'm not, I don't know, he might be. But, um, you know, physically, an unbelievable specimen. Should be a fantastic Premier League right back because he's quick, he's strong. He just has, you know, he has very little between the ears, unfortunately, um, and is prone to, to, to errors. You know, thankfully, I think, you know, we've, you know, since the restart, we've lost one game. We've won four and drawn two. So we haven't actually done as bad as a lot of people think. Um, we've lost more games than you. Yeah. And this is what I'm saying. Like that Sheffield United, the, the nature of that Sheffield United defeat and the nature of the form of game, whilst I completely agree, are not good enough in any way, shape or form for, for the club that we aspire to be. You know, we also got to look at, We've, we're unbeaten at home since the restart. Um, we got that win against Arsenal. Uh, you know, tactically outclassed them. Um, you know, they had all the possession. We had more shots on target. We had more shots. You know, we we beat them two one. Like that's a, always a massive game. So I think, you know, we definitely have a lot to do to to, to keep up. And but I, I do believe we'll be challenging for the top four again next season. And you know, I. I, I would like to give Jose more time and, and a window to bring in the right people or people that he thinks are right, at least. And do you know what, right? On the subject of talking about Mourinho and talking about bringing in the right people, and I'm not being funny, but after watching the Real Madrid celebrations for the for their La Liga win yesterday, I would be banging on Real Madrid's door for Gareth Bale. The guy didn't oh, give a shit that they just won the league. He didn't care. Like, he, he's literally there getting paid. Like... He's there, like they're all going, Champion! and he's just at the back, just like waving his arms, like, I'm going to golf tomorrow morning. Like, honestly, 30 million, you get Gareth Bale, I reckon. Nah, no way. What I, a player. It, 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 oh, we, we could pay 30 million for Gareth Bale. He's on 600k a week. <laughs> Kane's our highest paid player on 200k a week. There's no, it's yeah, the same, same with you. There's no way we afford him. I don't, I don't know. Part of me thinks that just to get out of Real Madrid, he'd, he'd think about it. And like Tottenham, is, he knows he'd be adored and you'd get the best out of him. And like he's a phenomenal player. And he's, he's wasting his career at the moment at Real Madrid. Like, yeah, he's, he won the La Liga. He's going to get the medal. But did he really win La Liga? Did Gareth, is Gareth Bale even mentally involved in that team? Like, mm-hmm. I imagine he goes home, turns his phone off and like just doesn't want to talk to him. Like, just, there's just no interest from him in that club at all. And if I'm a Real Madrid fan, I want him out. Like go, leave. You don't give no, a shit. We don't want you. I'd See take, you later. I'd take Bale tomorrow. Like I think every, pretty much everyone in the league would take Gareth Bale tomorrow. If if his agent knocks on your door and says, "Oh yeah, you can pick up Bale for thirty million. I'm I'll tell you what. He could be. He could be. It. He could be the backup to our front three. You know, he could be the perfect player to be the backup to our front three. I'd take him. Christ, could you imagine that? Could you imagine if he'd been marking Mane for seventy minutes? He goes off the pitch, you're getting a respite and you see Gareth Bale warming up. You're like, oh, for fuck's sake, it's like the worst week of my career. Yeah. I, again, I don't know if he'll sit on the bench, though. Yeah, I, I, no, I no, he, he, wouldn't. he definitely wouldn't. He definitely wouldn't United, sit on the bench. If, 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 he's if doing that around Madrid. If they wanted a cheap alternative to Sancho, I could see Bale going to United. Obviously, I'd have him back at Spurs any day of the week. Um, you know, Chelsea don't really need him anymore, I suppose. Oh, maybe they do. Willian's going. I mean, so... He'll go, look, listen, he'll go Syria to one of the big clubs over there because it's a slow league and he'll look the mutts nuts or he'll go back to Tottenham. I don't think Man United are going to pay for him. Chelsea don't need him. If he went to Arsenal, I'd love to see the look on your face if he did that. Never happened. Um, and I, I, I think he's too, I don't think he's the kind of player Man City would look to invest. They're looking at younger alternatives now and he's, what, 32? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah we'll have to wait and see. But uh, tell you what does look interesting, boys. The top four race. Battle for top four. That looks bloody interesting. You've got Leicester who... Uh, you don't know what Leicester you're going to get when you uh, when you play Leicester. You've got United who, at the moment, are the most informed team in the league. But they're due to drop points soon. Chelsea, I think I, I think Chelsea are safe. I think they're they're going to get Champions League. I think Leicester are, a risk, are more of a risk based on current form. And then you've got like the outsiders like Wolves and uh, chasing it. And uh, I don't even think Spurs are that far off, are they, Marzi? Uh, we can't make we can't make top four now mathematically. Um, oh really? But we can still finish fifth, I believe. Uh, we play Leicester next game, so if we beat Leicester and then um, beat 
uh, Palace, I think, in the final day, um, we have a very, very strong chance of finishing fifth. Because um, I think... Given that, given what the situation was like when Mourinho oh. came in, that's a, that's a good season. <laughs> Honestly, mate, we were four teams. We were four teams. Yeah, I we were in free fall, and if we end up finishing fifth at the end of this season, I then testament to to Mourinho. It hasn't been pretty. I don't think we ever expected it to be pretty, but you know, as Spurs fans, you know, we're going to keep going back to it. Like, unfortunately, you can play the best football in the world but it doesn't guarantee you that you're going to win things. You know, sometimes you just have to fucking grind it and um, and just try and, you know, try and grind results out. And I think our mentality is, is slowly changing. Um, so I, I think, you know, as much as I take the piss out of the Gooners for Europa League and have done for the last three years, you know, 40 million for qualifying is, in this day and age shouldn't be sniffed at. You know, you should be absolutely biting someone's hand off to take that. And uh, we'll probably will be one of the best teams in the Europa League if we do qualify. So, you know, it's a, it gives us a much better chance to, to finally get a trophy over the line and, and, and hopefully get back into the Champions League sooner rather than later. Will you, if you win the Europa League, you're going to be shouting about it because you've done nothing but hammer the Gooners for playing on Thursday nights this season, mate. So If we win the Europa League, absolutely, it's a trophy. <laughs> golly, golly, love it. Can't wait yeah. for that day to come. I'd be, sh- I'd be fucking shouting everyone's ear off who won the fucking Carabao, mate. Like, the, the thing is, like, Spurs fans are the most neglected fans. <laughs> One of the most neglected fans of the traditional top six, like, ever. You know? It's, um, mm-hmm. it's about time that we, we start backing things up because, you know, Kane's not going to be around forever. Um, and we just need to Hopefully, Mourinho is going to instill this mentality over a longer period of time, even if it means we're sacrificing solid, you know, like decent attacking football. I probably would take that. Well, if I'm honest with you, mate, Liverpool played in the season we lost the Champions League to Real Madrid. I I saw Liverpool play some of the best football I've ever seen in club play in my lifetime, but we didn't win anything. And we've we've played since since losing that Champions League final, more reserved style of football. Um, slightly more direct with the attacking, but defensively we're much more solid. And Kels, if your phone vibrates again, I'm going to shove it up your ass. Um, <laughs> fucking, it's like an earthquake in your ass. Yeah, man, that's vibrating. Um, I just muted it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, when I listen back to him, yeah, it just brr, brr, all the time. So, <laughs> Mate, I, I don't know if it's because you haven't done a pod in a while, but fuck me, I've been noticing it ahead of a lot. Of the my last phone's. Time. My phone's blowing up about Brentford, mate. It's just people are just fucking saying you're promoted. It's like, no, fuck off. Doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's Paddy getting all excited. Go on, Pads. Love it, mate. Um, my dad's not actually called there. Paddy, by the way, Milesy. <laughs> He's not called Paddy. I haven't got. I can't. I never remember what his name is. But someone looked like I said he looked like um, Paddy from Coronation Street. <laughs> Emmerdale, you twat. Oh yeah, Emmerdale. Oh, I don't even know, mate. I don't even know. And like. When you meet him, he actually doesn't look anything like him, to be honest with you. One picture, one, Kels took one picture before, and I like Cam was, Cam was just like Paddy from Emmerdale. And I was when like, he was oh, asleep on the sofa. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and ever since then, it's just stuck. Like you see him in real life, it's like, nothing like him. <laughs> He's called oh, Tony. For any listeners out there, I prefer Paddy. We'll stick to Paddy. Go Pads. Love it, mate. Yeah, he loves being um, called that. It's weird. Uh, it's his connection with the boys, isn't it? He loves it. I tell you what, mate. He's, he's missed. He's missed the old Sunday league. I bet he has. Yeah. Did he? Did he? He hasn't come down and watched Royal. Well, mind you, you hardly played, but he hasn't been down to watch Royals, has he? Came down a few times. He was there for um, <clears throat> showcase, and um, he was there for a few other games. Probably the games where our dickhead managers bench me, eh, Kels? <laughs> you said it. <laughs> 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 oh, I only said that because I know they'll listen. And as soon as they get to that part of the podcast, the chat is going to blow up. It's going to be great. And I'm going straight into fucking group three. Group three. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard about this, Miles? Oh, oh, dear. oh, mate, don't because Royals players listen to this and then <laughs> joke, joke out the back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm coming to this back up. Uh, to be fair, it's only Simon and Ryan, and they're in Group One and Two, so they'll be fine. 
it'll be fine. Have you seen the latest news, boys? Bill's just put it in the group chat. No, yeah, no, no, no. talking about it the other day. Akin Fenware signed a new deal with Wickham Wanderers. What, another year or something? Uh, I think it is, yeah, I mean, he's 38. I'd be surprised if he gets more By than one year. By the way, they are laughing. So they they qualify for the playoffs on points per game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were 10th. They jumped five places and they got promoted off <laughs> That is shit out of the finest. Like, They're the is... first team in history to do that as well. That's mental. That is absolutely quality. Their average their average position over the seasons have, has been second from bottom. Are they I've I've what I are I watched it the other day when they were playing Oxford, they brought the stats up and it was like that's how many times they've been second from bottom. Statistically, they were twenty third for most like. That's it. Most, yeah. most shots on target, like the oh, yeah. possession and stuff like that. They were like twenty third, and I'm just like, how have you got to a playoff? And then not only have they got to the playoff, they got to the playoff final. Not only did they get to the final, they won. I mean, shout out to Gareth Ainsworth, like legend. Plays in the Bracknell Sunday League as well and loves it. Um. <laughs> But yeah, quality. They're gonna they're gonna be in the championship. Akin Fenwa, what a lad! Oh, buddy, have you seen Akin Fenwa's been invited on Liverpool's uh, trophy parade? Let's see. He obviously did the WhatsApp call with Klopp, didn't he? And uh, yeah, apparently he's been invited to the trophy parade. So you're gonna have all the Liverpool players at the trophy. You're just gonna have Akin Fenwa like a tourist at the back. <laughs> I find him incredibly cringy, Akin Fenwa. Say that to his yeah. face, mate. <laughs> yeah, but, you are a great player. <laughs> yeah, but the geezer's like fucking like you know I could tweet him tomorrow and say look I'm I'm a reporter I need to WhatsApp you and he go he just loves the co- coverage he does we yeah, could he FaceTime does. him and go right. you're true. a cringy cunt <laughs> <laughs> you're only good for hold up play <laughs> worthless little cunt like, oh I'm hundred percent going to at him with this podcast be like. Listen, lad, fellow scouser, I love you, but my mate Jack Kelly's got a lot to say about you. Check it out. Minute 50 of the podcast. Like, his post-match interview was just like... Yeah, say it again for the people in the back. What are you doing, little rat? Big rat. Little rat. Oh, dear, that's hilarious. That's joking. Oh, dear. It's going to be interesting as well. I I don't know. Is the the relegation fight is still on? Um, it is. What's it, what's it look like at the, the moment? Draw, didn't they? Villa got the draw in the last game. Yeah, personally, I don't think there is one. Minute. We don't no, think. I think we're fantastic by the last day. Yeah, I think bottom three are down. To be honest, Villa were gone. Villa went the other night. Watford are Watford are safe. Because Bournemouth ain't good. Watford are safe because Bournemouth are trash. Who Bournemouth got? Bournemouth, right? This is close. So so Everton. So Watford are on 34 points. Yeah. Watford are on 34 points because they ain't winning today. West Ham are safe now. 37 points. Yeah. Bournemouth have got... Someone's got Chelsea and Arsenal and I have a feeling it's... Oh, no. Watford have Man City and Arsenal. Yeah, Watford have City and Arsenal, right? Villa and Bournemouth are both on 31 points. The, there's f- four goals between them in goal difference, right? So let's say they all get points in their next game. You know, I, you know, I, don't, I don't think we're far off having a relegation battle on the final day. I think Watford if we it, Watford, it, 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 it Bournemouth need a result, but I can't see Bournemouth getting a result against Southampton. I think Danny Ings is going to score a hat-trick so that he gets golden boot, gone Rory Lamb. And then uh, against Everton, I don't think they'll get anything there either. They just don't seem... I mean, I appreciate they smashed Leicester 4-1 the other day and they they kept it close against Man City, but I just, I'd be surprised if they managed to get out of it. I mean, they they've got the they've got a good chance because Watford. I don't see Watford getting a result against Man City or Arsenal, but Watford beat maybe us three 0 So what do I know? Maybe Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, maybe Arsenal. Yeah, but no, you never know. Sure but there's uh, gonna be a lot of good players going down there potentially. A lot of good players. Brentford have got to be having a look at some of these, surely. Mate, have you seen the scenes outside Ellen Road? 
Oh, oh I God, it's I bet it's mad. Open up all the old the Leeds, Twitter. All the Leeds squad are up, up in the... Up top in... Like, oh, really? Going mental in the room and that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the one, yeah. That's quality, that. Ellen Road as Leeds United. To be fair, Lovesy, I don't really think I'd want anyone from the relegated sides. No. I was thinking about this today. I was thinking, apart from Max Aaron's uh, Norwich, who's been looked at by the big clubs, who yeah. suppose. But three, three of the three of the courted players in their back four, Jamal Lewis and Ben Godfrey and Max Aaron's, have been in a relegated back four. Yeah. It does not make yeah. sense to me. To be fair, I know they're young and they're English and they'll they'll get their moves, but. Todd Campwell is the most overrated player I've ever seen so far. What about Emmy Buendia? He's good. Yeah, he's like decent. Him. He's decent. And Bournemouth. Bournemouth are... Anyone from Bournemouth you reckon you could have a go at? David Ryan Brooks, Brooks maybe. Free. David Brooks? I think, I think I can see Spurs throwing money at Callum Wilson. Back up to Harry Kane. Uh, then again, I like, see us getting pretty more than Wilson. I think Wilson's too much. Pookie from Norwich. Then again, though, these players have been in relegated sides. You know, the, most notably the strikers and the creative players. If they haven't done anything in that season, what makes you think that if 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 people like if people got hold of them, you know, they haven't done anything. This is this is what confuses me. It's like, I mean, if we get promoted or you know Leeds and whoever comes up from the playoffs. We will be looking at these relegated teams to try and pinch. I know we will. But it's about you the style get, of football you, can, you play, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's it. You can get some gems. You can get some gems. Like, we got Andy Robertson from relegated hole. Yeah, it's, it does happen. You know, like, I think it, you'd look at whether those players are being utilised in the right way and whether you feel that they could be utilised better in, in, in the way that you play. You because know, like mm. players look, you know, everyone's talking about, you know, Kane, you know, the way that Mourinho plays, not, you know, it's not going to suit Kane. You know, he's got 11 in 17 appearances under Mourinho, but the less said about that, the better. Um, you know, it does happen. Like players can just flourish all of a sudden in, in a completely different side. So I, I wouldn't necessarily discount that. Yeah. But yeah, oh, Norwich are some great young England players. Aki, yeah, Aki will go to any of the top, the traditional top six, and be I want Nathan Aki. Player. He won't get into our back four, but like we know that Joe Gomez can pick up injuries. We know that he can play right back, so if Trent's out, and Nathan Aki is a great option to slot in at centre back as a as a backup to Van Dijk and Gomez. Um, I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of links of us with Campwell. Um, I haven't watched that much of him. When I watch him, he looks okay. Um, but I don't. I think we're at the stage now where buying relegated players isn't what we need. We need to bring in players of quality, like a Thiago, for example. So we'll see. But um, there are some good players going down. So loads of clubs are going to be looking. Grealish could go down. You know, Grealish could go down. Grealish probably goes to United and does very, very well. I don't think yeah, he is right now over Fernandez or Pogba personally. But no, he's a cracking player though. Yeah, young English, hungry. You know, like he he is obviously well above his station at, at Villa. There's no disrespect to Villa fans, but I think you will agree with me deep down. Um, yeah. You know, so I think there's some. This is there's probably it's the best group of players who will become available who have gone down in probably a fair few seasons. Mm-hmm. Josh King, another one. You know. Yeah. All these players are going to be thinking, well, I'm. You know, I'm not going to be dropping down to the championship. You know, I want to be playing in a a Newcastle or I want to be playing for a Southampton. You know, imagine if Saints get fucking Callum Wilson to play up top with Danny Ings. You know, that would be fucking mental. I'll definitely see uh, Norwich getting raided. Yeah, you know, it's just a young English core, isn't it? Like, Godfrey's solid. I think, you know, if he's given a chance in a better side, with you know more a better education from a footballing standpoint, it'll do well. I think Aaron's you know again like there's question marks, but again he's still young. You know we need a right back, and I could absolutely see him coming to us. Um, 
yeah, it's just it's going to be interesting to see you know if those teams do go down, who stays and and and, and who goes, you know, who fancies it in the in the championship next year? Because as we know, and and as you well know, Kells, you know the championship is arguably one of the most competitive leagues from top to bottom. In that, you know, a yeah. lot of the teams are, are at a similar level. You know, it is very you, anyone can beat anyone in the championship. I, I, you know, and Huddersfield beating West Brom tonight is testament to that fact. Huddersfield were relegated from the Premier League last year. I think uh, to back up my point about not buying relegated players is is because um, you look at Aston Villa, they brought in quite a few players and the only one I could probably see leaving is uh, Jack Grealish. That's it. You know, He's El, Ghazi, very good El Ghazi, nah. Trezeguet, Tyrone no. Mings? Tyrone Mings is crap. <laughs> yeah, but is someone going to take a punt on him in the, in the bottom half of the Prem? Is someone going to think, do you know what? You know, Newcastle are fucked. All of yeah, still, are I was going to say, stinks of Newcastle, that does. Newcastle are so he's fucked. He's gone from to Villa, and he's worse off. Yeah, well, that, I mean, well, he might, might, be, I mean, they, the might not be. <laughs> they could both be in the same boat. Yeah, exactly. He made a move and it hasn't improved his career. I know what you're trying completely to say. He stalled it, mate. He's over. Like He won't even touch a... A, a top ten club again? I don't think. I don't think they, he's crap. Uh, people, some people suggest he deserves an England call up. I'm like, Are you just fucking oh. delusional. <laughs> I can't remember who it was. Someone, someone mentioned it on the England yeah. podcast, and like, I was like, Calvin started laughing. I think it, was, it might have been you actually, girls. Did you mention it? Was it you? Calvin started. Someone, someone said. Mentioned him in a flippant comment. I was like, "Well, you know, you look at these English sentences." I remember, I remember Calvin just wetting himself. He was like, "Tyrone Mings." Yeah, it was quite funny. I don't know. I'll have to get back. It'd be funny if that was you, Kels, after you've just hammered him on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get oh, back and see. To, um, shout out to en- Esri Conza as well, who thought the grass was greener. <laughs> you can't, mate. See you in a bit. <laughs> Anyone else you want to call out in this podcast? You call Dak and Femmer a cringy, whatever. You've had a go at Tyrone Mings. Anyone else? Slavan Bilic. Slavan Bilic, if you're listening, you moany prick. <laughs> <laughs> Never liked him. Oh, quality. That's true. Quality. Oh, Dean Smith as well, ex manager. He's on his way down with Villa as well. Out <laughs> <laughs> to you as well. Jesus. We have a Morpe reunion next year. Oh, yeah. Oh, Morpe. Oh, Morpe. I love him, mate. He's the Spurs legend already, just fucking what he did to Arsenal. (laughs) Basically, ended ended Guedouzi's career before it started. Arsenal won't rid of him now, didn't they? so funny, mate. He's he's just been training with the reserves every week. Mm. (laughs) They're going to sell him. Is he actually... Yeah, man. Since that, yeah, he's been any squad. He's been training with the reserves, and basically Arteta's told him that he doesn't want him because his attitude stinks. He's being treated worse than <laughs> so Ozil, mate. A, yeah. um, a massive report came out from someone from Montpellier and um, breaking down what his attitude was like at, in France as well. Yeah, was quite interesting. And um, yeah, he's had a, a attitude problems from the get go. But you got to think like this geezer is very young. And he's like 20, isn't he? 21 or something like that? Yeah. yeah well, uh, this mate, he came out and said, look, he, 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 he basically, he says too much, talks too much. And, you know, the, whole 40, the whole 40, 50K argument is, is testament to, what, to who he really funny. is. That's funny. So funny. Like, it's just it's such a, a, a jokes thing to say. And then for him to not know, like, it, it's just perfect. Like, it is perfect. I mean, it's... That is brilliant. Arsenal were an interesting subject. I, you know, I, and I'm trying to say this with the utmost respect and without trying to fucking bait people, but... First, you know, they, they're going to have a, crit- they're gonna have a cr- critical summer this summer. You know, if they finish outside of Europe, right, they need to get rid of Ozil because he's chewing up 350k a week of their wage budget, which is mental. <laughs> uh, Bamiang. Like, are you are you keeping a Bamiya? You know, like he's he's joined Arsenal, expecting to lead this charge back into the Champions League, and he's just been let down constantly 
by a, a back four that is awful. Like it yeah. makes so many mistakes. Like but it is bad. On the subject of Obama Yang, realistically, where's he gonna go if he leaves Arsenal? Who needs a thirty two year old striker right now? Anyone well, unless, um, he's, yeah. unless he's gonna go and sit on the bench. Inter Milan is a replacement for Martinez, but for Lautaro. He walks yeah, into that team. Maybe. A lot of uh, a lot of people saying um Aubameyang's very important to Arsenal still. Of course he is, but like, yes. like oh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. What I'm saying is like he's 32. Yes, he's still bagging 20 goals a year, but are many big clubs going to take a punt on him considering he's 32 years old and you're only going to get maybe two seasons out of him? One, maybe two, three at the best. Like what I'm trying to say is, if he was 26, Arsenal. If I was an Arsenal fan, I'd be shitting myself because like he's in the prime of his life. But I would say he's a little bit past his prime, and. Just based on that reason, I think he might slip under the radar in most teams. Inter Milan is an interesting shout. That could be somewhere he goes. And Serie A is basically the European retirement home where if you still want a bit of competitive football. Well, they've got Lukaku, right? And, and Lukaku, funnily enough, has actually been doing absolute bits in, in course, Italy. Yeah. That, that league is it down to a T. It's just physical. But he's lost a load of weight as well. Did you just see the report that came out that's saying United basically missed the... A potential like food allergy and stuff, and that's why he put on so much weight. He turned up to preseason training sixteen and a half stone. <laughs> I'm sixteen and a half stone, right? He's a professional fucking footballer. I mean, come on, Jesus Christ! Oh, there you go, there you go. Right, lads, we'll we'll wrap this pod up with a, a quick fire questions. Obviously, we've got two weeks left of the season. Premier League champions have been confirmed. Leeds have confirmed as promoted. Kels, I already know your answer to this, but um, in the last two weeks of the season, what is the one thing you would like to see? What I mean is, is there a specific team you'd like to see relegated? Obviously, Kels wants, Kels wants Brentford to come up. I think we all want Brentford to come up, but yeah, outside definitely. of that, is there anything else you're looking at that you would like to see happen? Um, no. no. That's fair enough. That is a fair enough thing, though. Like, there's, I'm sure there's nothing more important to you than Brentford right yeah, now. Yeah, Kels can give a shit about anything I'm else. not really interested in anything else, to be fair. Like, I've been um, disappointed with the Premier League season. There's not a relegation battle to me. There's Villa are gone. Bournemouth are gone. Norwich are confirmed gone. I mean, there's a little top four race. I'm just... That's the only competitive bit in the Premier League that's left, really. The title's gone. I think everyone's on the beach, mate. But um, I think, uh, yeah, I've been dreaming for too long, lads. And um, <laughs> it's fucking like, on me doorstep. But I'm not We're back it. in the bees, mate. We're back in the bees. Just think the next yeah, podcast, definitely. you could be second place. If we do a podcast next week, I'll be away, so I won't be on it. But next week, if we do a podcast, you could be second. Following week... Following week, mate, you could be a Premier League club. I don't think I want to do a podcast, to be fair, mate, because me, me and my old man would be in this kitchen thinking, yeah, we do, I mean, do, do we want to cry? Oh, I'm going to cry, mate. I'm going to be fucking bits, mate. I nearly, I was getting choked up today, mate. I just feel, <laughs> I was like, fuck off, this can't happen, mate. I don't want this to happen. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Okay. You're buzzing, mate. Buzzing. We're all buzzing. Probably we're all rooting for the bees. Come on, Brentford. You can do it. I've got every faith, mate. No, every I do. faith. No, cheers, lads. Cheers for the support. I definitely, I, I've definitely been like a, a a Brentford fan since the restart, purely on the basis me, of, of how buzzing you have been. <laughs> You've just been buzzing. It's just like, well, do you know what? Plus, I, well, I want a bit of money. But <laughs> that always helps. <laughs> mate, whichever way you want to support it, mate, you do that. You crack on. <laughs> but I've got to be honest though um, we are coming straight back down <laughs> <laughs> nah, mate, you're the next Sheffield United you're going to do it mate you're oh, going to be man. in Europa League football in two years time facing they've got Bondby from Denmark they've got um, different um, they've got different minerals up there mate in Sheffield nah we've got to really think about it so let's get you confirmed as a Premier League club before we start talking about your fate as a Premier League club come on the bees you asked me so I can (laughs) (laughs) to be fair I have come on this podcast as if we're fucking promoted we can do tomorrow (laughs) oh god oh imagine that 
That'd be brutal. All yeah. right, Josh, what do you what do you want to see from the rest of the season? Again, you probably don't give a shit too much either. But um, I'd like Leicester to get a Champions League spot. I think they'd you know they've after the restart, it'd be sad to see them miss out because they had a big break in football and they, you know they, they interrupted their good form. So I'd like to see them retain that. Um, and I think they will, to be honest with you. Um, I don't think it's in their hands, to be honest, mate. I think. I mean, I if you beat Chelsea, football. if you beat Chelsea this weekend and we beat Leicester this weekend and United win, I'm no, it's not sure this weekend. United it's Wednesday. It's, it's FA Cup this weekend, isn't it? Uh, Spurs playing this weekend. I'm pretty, I'm pretty oh, sure we're not playing. playing. Oh, uh, yeah, Chelsea's still in the FA Cup, aren't they? Ah, uh, that's fine. Well, yeah, if we, we Leicester, if we beat Leicester and then United win midweek, I'm pretty sure United are confirmed. Um, I'm, 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 I'm rooting for Leicester to do it, mate. Sorry, but I need them to beat Spurs. Yeah. And to be fair, and there's there's a aside from not wanting United in the Champions League spot, I backed Leicester for Champions League at the start of the season, and I thought it was quite a bold shout. So I'd like to see that come through so that I could confirm myself as a know-it-all. Yeah, that's true. What about you, Marzi? What are you are you going to look for someone specifically finishing top four? Are you going to look to see someone get relegated? Before tonight, um, I think you would have said West Ham, but I think they're all but confirmed. Yeah, they're 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 they're, they're safe now. I mean, yeah, they, they they and to be fair, they have turned it on over the last couple of games. So you know, fair play to West Ham. You live to fight another year, you fucking tin pot wankers. Um, I would want to obviously I want Spurs to finish fifth or sixth, um, and I really want to see Danny Ings win the Golden Boot. Um, I think that would be a perfect end to the season for him. Um, I think, obviously, Rory Lamb would then be getting Danny Ings' golden boot 2019-2020 tattooed on his, uh, on his body. Rory so Lamb is the reason I don't want that to happen. I don't want to do that for a year. <laughs> uh, no, I, I would like to see... I mean, yeah, if Danny Ings win it, obviously, I win a bet with you. And obviously, if, I'm, if we finish above Arsenal again, I win a bet with Ben. So that would just make it 40 quid out of four seasons, which is lovely. So. Yeah, are we going to do £10 who finishes higher next season, Marzi, or no? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> what are you doing with Kells, mate? Brentford or Spurs, £10 who finishes higher. <laughs> I mean that's closer. <laughs> that is closer. Um, no, I'll definitely do the Guna bet again though, because that's just that's been an easy money, easy money bet for you for the last four years. Yeah, there you go. There right, Marzi, I've got a question for you. Yes. Next season, mm-hmm. are you going to be on a touchline for Royals? Yeah, absolutely. That's a fantastic question. What a see how quick that was, Josh. Ben said, I was talking today, Ben said he'd come and my mate Jonathan said he'd come from work as well. We're going to have like... Who the fuck is Jonathan? I'll play Xbox and we were talking to Ben about um, Lou getting an interview and I, we talking about football and I was like, Ben, are you going to come down? Ben was like, yeah, I'll come down. I was like, John, are you come down as well? You love football. John was like, yeah, so we're going to have loads of people down, mate. I'm definitely going to come down, 100%. Loyal Royals. Come every week? Not every week, but I would come, oh. I'd come like a few weeks. Definitely. And then pub afterwards? Yeah, of course. I'll just get a lift down with Josh in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Standard, mate. Standard. There's no reason why that couldn't happen to me. But... I just want you to bring flares. <laughs> I'll fight, yeah, like an orange, orange smoke bomb or something from fucking the army shop down fucking Basingstoke, Camo Corner. Josh, I go on about this all the time, don't I? He does. He, Kels is buzzing to see flares on a, on the grassroots game. Mate, I just want to come out of that change room and it's fucking orange. It's just engulfed. Yeah, Kels, I'll do a deal with you, right? Let's, again, the Calvin Bill will kill me for even suggesting this, but if Royals win the league this season, we will do flares in our, in our, in our, at the end of our last game to celebrate. I, I'm dying for flares. <laughs> I want I it, want, when we play Showcase, I want flares for when <laughs> they come out. With a banner saying "Welcome to Hell." Yeah, fucking hell, man! You can get these smoke smoke grenades for seventy <laughs> I'll show you my screen right now. How much are they? <laughs> Dirt cheap, mate. Smoke grenade. <laughs> Eight quid. I'm a hundred percent getting some of these, mate. That's cool. that is incredible. 
Miles, you just heads up, mate. Your Prime membership's expiring on the thirty first of July. Yeah, no, it's all good. I've um, I've still got it up till the end of thirty first of July. Um, O2 gave me Prime Video for six months, so shout out to O2. Thanks very much. <laughs> we don't do sponsorships on this podcast, I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah, we did. That's not the per- necessarily in my personal views, and it's not the views. <laughs> Will we get done if we get a smoke grenade? No, I don't think so. I think we'll be fine. As long as it doesn't do any damage. Oh, my God. Look at Crystal Palace's form. Yeah, it's bad, isn't it? It's actually bad. It's the same as Norwich. No, I can see the ref reporting us. Ah, we won the league, mate. We we, we won't care. We'll do it. (laughs) That'll be absolutely quality. I want to get to a cup final as well. Oh, could you imagine? That? Yeah, we'll do it at the end of a cup final as well. We'll definitely get bollocks for that. But sorry. I'm fucking jumping in the stand with Milesy. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That'll be quality. All right. Well, what's the what's the next uh, next week's topic then? I suppose we're going to try and get on for the final day of the season, maybe. The final day of the season will be next weekend. Yeah. So we could look to do that. We'll. Uh, we'll it's all we'll, Sunday, isn't it? I think we'll, all the games are Sunday. Yeah, we'll have a look at what's sort of, what what the uh, agenda is for the final day of the season and go from there, lads, I reckon. Sounds like a plan. Um, Excellent stuff. Well, as always, loyal listeners, thanks for listening. And uh, boys, pleasure as always. I think tonight was a good little chit-chat and um, we'll uh, we'll have a chat about what we do next week. But in the meantime, peace out. Well, sure. Peace out, guys. Cheers, lads. Bye.